0: Now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Bucko's Blasters. Whether you're in the market for lasers or slug throwers, no one makes prices drop like Bucko. Previously on Cautious Optimism, I'm so glad you've returned to continue your training. You're preparing for a little bit more than
1: like a political, hey, we should have rights kind of thing.
0: I'm Felicity, and I am really looking forward to learning how to use my gifts.
2: I was wondering uh, whether you'd be able to teach me how to use a beam weapon.
3: She's going to go find a gym on the station and learn how to throw a punch.
0: My name is Ketopat. I am a private investigator. I have been hired to find a young woman that I know has been spending time with your friends.
3: Why don't you write down your contact information and give it to me and I'll give it to Felicity when I see her and then if she wants to contact you then she can.
0: I don't care if they call me. Hey, you. Just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid.
5: I'm observing
0: you. Cat person.
5: It's for science. Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like I'm famous.
0: A species capable of Santa powers. We
5: are gonna be the best of friends.
0: Thank you, cautious optimism. Welcome to the station. So we're back on the ship now. You guys are all back on the ship. You've got about two days left of psionic training and other stuff on the station before you guys are finished with all your training and whatnot.
3: I definitely want to give the business card to Liliana and Kyan and explain the situation of what happened with Shadow Pat so that they can give it to Felicity when they see her in class. (laughs)
0: All right. Yeah. So it is late evening. So Kyan and Liliana, after the training sessions are over, are you guys staying in the quarters you have down on floor 13 or are you returning to the ship?
5: Well, like how long does the training go? Is it like eight hour school day?
0: Yeah, it's an eight hour session during the day and and then you're free on the nights and weekends (laughs) and evenings, I meant to say. I would think that Kyan would probably want to go back.
5: Yeah, I would think we would go back to the ship.
0: Okay.
4: Well, then I would say it is evening time, and
0: all of you are together on the ship.
4: All right, so we totally got to figure out what we're going to do with this Shat Your Pants guy. (laughs) Um, uh,
3: Well, I mean, it looks like he's looking for
4: Felicity. Should we be concerned for Kaya and Liliana's safety, or what? Uh, Well, I mean, always. No, no, I mean,
3: above normal. Well, he didn't say he was looking for them.
4: Well, actually, that's exactly who he asked me and Rico to introduce him to because of her.
2: Yeah, but only because he'd seen them together.
4: I think the two of them are going to have to ask some questions before we do anything.
3: Well, yeah, I'm assuming that they're going to talk to Felicity the next... I mean, you guys are here. Are you guys going to talk to Felicity the next time you see her and give her this business card?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you might want to find out if she knows why somebody would be looking for her. Totally.
5: I mean, she is, like, super talented with the psionic stuff, so he could just be after her for that. Well, so speaking of that, what sorts of things are you guys learning? It's so cool. I'm learning that, like, I can transmit my thoughts straight into your head and, like, talk to you like that. Really? Like, check it out. And then she, like, squeezes her eyes really tight and nothing happens. (laughs) See? Didn't you get that? Isn't it awesome? Uh, no.
3: I didn't get anything. Well, let me
5: try again. And she, like, squeezes her face again. And still nothing happens. She needs to learn more. Does it hurt? It <laughs> looks like it hurts. Very painful looking. <laughs> okay, so I guess I have to go back to school tomorrow.
4: Oh, okay, well.
5: Maybe I shouldn't have painted my nails during class. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that sounds about right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll have you guys know, I took an online course. But how to use online?
4: <laughs> so
3: now I can.
5: And, and that a also- course about how to use the internet. It
1: was hard yeah. to sign up for and the <laughs> beginning was a little rough. <laughs> but-,
5: really. but in the end,
3: I could close the window and get out of it. So I feel like progress has been made. And I also joined... For one month, I could only join for a month. They wouldn't do like a day-by-day, which I think is a Howie robbery. But I joined the local gym for a whole month. But we can all use it. I've got guest passes. (laughs) But I've been working on my sweet, sweet punches because I feel like I get into a lot of punching fights.
4: Oh, that's awesome.
3: Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty proud of myself.
5: I think punching would mess up my manicure. (laughs) It would. Well, so what about you, Kyan?
1: I'm trying to pick up surface thoughts from people, which I'm still a little bit weirded out about.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? What am I thinking about, Kyan, right now?
1: Do I have to roll
0: when somebody's allowing me to read their thoughts?
4: Yeah, you still
0: have to roll to activate the ability. So, yeah, go ahead and make an IQ roll. It
1: is 11, and he has a 12 IQ, so success by
4: one. Okay, Bama, tell him what you're thinking. Hank is thinking about what's the point of a manicure as he's looking at the grease under his fingernails.
0: (laughs) You hear those thoughts in your head.
4: And Kyan says, well, you know, the nails do
1: need to be kept healthy, too. And you never know. It might be a fun, relaxing way to spend some of your
4: time. And you also pick up that Hank was glad he changed what he was thinking about before he asked you. (laughs) (laughs) So am I. (laughs) Well, me and Rico have been learning gun stuff at the range, and I get to take Rico gun shopping in the morning.
2: Oh, that'll be fun. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm slightly anxious, Captain, but I do now understand how beam weapons work, which I didn't really before, so that's that's good. And I'm not terrible. Well,
3: it's a good skill to have. How's your stinky invisible ferret? And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, well it seems fine oh, no. captain i've uh, worked out what to feed it and uh yes i'm curious as to how it's managing to be invisible but i haven't managed to work out what it is about its physical makeup that allows it to be invisible because that's pretty
5: unusual have you tried painting it i don't have i tried painting it Can i use some of my nail polish and like put like a little x on its head or what you think its his head
2: i, d- I don't n- no i want to know how it how it is invisible how it, like what its properties are that make it invisible i don't want to make it visible necessarily oh
3: it's either some sort of sophisticated camouflage that could be technological it could be a, a not even a, a a living thing it could be a mechanical thing or
2: it's a spirit ferret Those are the only real options. Yes, I'm I'm leaning towards your first option there, Captain. I think it might be to do with the way uh, the light is reflected off its fur. I think there might be something very significant happening at a molecular level. Well, that would be
3: really, really advantageous to figure out. Yes. And perhaps patent. Exactly, Captain. Exactly. Mention me in your scientific notes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've always been supportive
2: of your science, Rico. Oh, yes, and now we're published, if you remember. So, um, yeah, uh, yes, I guess we should get that application into Launder for membership of their circle.
4: Yes, that should happen. Weren't they going to submit it for us? No, well, the paper has been submitted and published. I think you just need to do the application now.
1: Oh, okay. I hate applications.
2: Yes, because if we want access to the London database, we would need to put a, an application in it might be useful because it might be useful for this uh, ferret business because it would be useful to compare the dna of this animal to the dna of other animals that might have similar properties well i don't want to brag but i know
3: that this is potentially something you could do online
2: riko <laughs> <laughs> tries really hard not to roll her eyes and <laughs> slightly <laughs> fails um, Hank's
4: literally falling out of his chair laughing.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Captain. So, Kyan, like, if you can read minds and read thoughts and stuff, can you read the Stinky Ferret's mind?
1: Ooh. Well, I haven't tried anything that's not sapien, but I might be able to get, like, just impressions from it.
5: I mean, I'm not sure
2: reading its mind is going to help us understand why it's invisible. But it would be cool. Uh, yes, yes, it would be cool. You could find out if it likes what you're feeding it. What are you feeding it? I'm feeding it a mix of things from the hydroponics bay, Captain. Okay. I'm feeding it what non-invisible ferrets usually eat. Huh. It seemed like a reasonable place to start. Is its poop invisible?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the poop is not invisible.
2: No, Captain. As soon as it leaves the body, it's, uh, it becomes visible, which is useful in many ways.
3: Mm-hmm. Science. Uh, Yes, Captain.
1: All right, so now Kyan's curious. He's going to give it a try because he wants (laughs) to know if he can...
2: So we're all off to the med bay then because that's where the ferret is. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Okay,
1: so in the med bay, he
0: gets a five, which is a success by six. A big success. Okay. So you guys all walk down to the med bay and huddle around the cage, the glass container that the ferret lives in, and you... Muster all your newfound knowledge and skills and reach out with your mind into what looks like an empty terrarium, and you start to sense a presence. It's not words exactly, but you're getting a feeling, you're sensing an emotion on some very primal, primitive level. It comes through as anxiety, a little bit of fear, but it feels like an emotion That happened just recently, just as you all entered the room. I think it's afraid of us being here. Oh. I think we're causing it a lot of stress.
2: Hmm, that doesn't entirely surprise me. I have to say, I had nearly concluded the work that I was doing, and I was considering whether we should put it back in its natural environment. Because I've sequenced its DNA, and I've been doing some- You can't get
5: rid of him!
2: Well, he doesn't like it here. I'm not getting rid of him, I'm putting him back where I found him. Which is- the responsible thing sometimes to do. I'm taking some samples of the fur and I've sequenced its DNA and I've got all these like x-rays and she starts producing like scans and like, you know, all of this like data. Like I've got all of this data. I basically know everything that I can know about it. If it's a ferret, it probably, I mean, ferrets usually live in colonies. It's probably sad on its own.
5: Yeah, but there weren't more of them where we got them. Well,
2: I expect there probably were.
5: Wait, didn't we find him on the hired gun? Yeah, Shipcom sensed his his presence.
2: Oh, we found him on the hired gun, didn't we? I was thinking we yeah.
5: found him on the station. We don't know what his natural habitat is. Oh. Yeah, and Shipcom would have known if there were more.
4: Yeah, I think it's important to get into that database and figure out what we should do with it.
2: Yes, interesting point, Captain. I shall update my notes. I had misremembered.
3: But I do think that ultimately that is the... Pets usually like being pets. It doesn't seem to
2: want to be a pet. Mm-mm. Oh, I i don't believe it's a pet, Captain. I believe it's a wild animal. And if it was on the hired gun, it could have come from anywhere. Yeah. Anyway, if we're making it anxious, we should probably uh, leave. And she starts, like, scooting you all out of, um, like, med bay.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Is there any coffee on? Has anybody made coffee in the last 10 minutes? <laughs> I'm on my way.
5: <laughs> so Liliana's going to walk over to the hydroponics bay and just, like, start puttering with plants. To any particular end? Or just... Randomly. She just likes plants, so she's just going to wander in there and start puttering. Kyan's
1: going to go back to his quarters and read a little bit. This has been a lot of work for him. It's not something that
0: he's terribly comfortable with yet.
4: Hank's just going to go check on engineering. I guess I'm going for the coffee.
0: Okay. Kyan, Mm -hmm. check your Discord for a message.
5: The stinky ferrets talking to him. (laughs) (laughs) Let me out, let me out.
1: Okay. Since we've all dispersed, I'm not going to say
0: anything about it. Okay. Right now. Sure, sure. Just, okay. So you're aware. All right. So everybody's kind of separating and doing their their own things now. Um, should we just go ahead and fast forward to the next day and stuff?
4: Sure, sure, sure.
0: So the next day, Liliana and Kyan, as you guys are showing up for class, Felicity is already there ahead of you, and looks like she's writing in some kind of iPad. Do you guys want to talk to her about the Chateau Pat situation?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, Kyan walks up to her and says, hey, can we talk to you for a second? Oh, sure, sure, sure. And he holds out the card to her and says, so, somebody was looking for you, and they were looking for us because they saw a picture that somebody took of Liliana, that you were in. They really want to talk to you. But we didn't want to give them any information about you without your permission. But we did take their card.
0: Oh. This is probably somebody my family hired to find me. They've done that before. What uh, What does your family think of your psionic powers, Kyan? I don't really have a family. Oh, well, that's too bad. Well, no. my
1: family right now is is the crew of the cautious optimism. Hmm.
0: Well, yeah, sometimes families are terrible, so that's maybe not such a bad thing. What about you, Liliana? What do you see your family think of your powers?
5: Well, that 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 gets kind of tricky because I didn't. So I might have a sister, but I don't think that she's actually my sister. But she says she's my sister. But anyway, she's here. Um. She's like over in that room right there, but I don't think she's my sister, but she says she's my sister. Oh. So she might be my sister.
0: Okay. Okay. Have you been spending time with your maybe sister while you're here doing training? Do you guys, are you hanging out?
5: No, not really. Oh,
0: okay. Well, what about your parents? What do your parents think about your powers?
5: Todd, have we established if Liliana's parents are alive?
0: I think we left it open-ended. I had been working under the assumption that they were alive, but it's your backstory.
5: Yeah, I should probably give them a call.
0: Okay, well...
5: Maybe I, uh, you know what? They would know if I have a sister. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's...
2: Sorry. I love that cute. this is just <laughs> occurring to her, like, right now. At no point previously did it occur to Liliana... <laughs> That maybe she should ask her parents if she had a sister. That's amazing.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I should totally call them. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, the reason I ask is that my parents want to pretend that my psionic powers don't exist. They want me to ignore them and when i said i wanted to go learn how to use them they forbid it they basically grounded me even though i'm a grown woman it was ridiculous and now i finally found someone who can actually teach me how to use my powers and my parents are still trying to get me to come home and forget the whole thing and it's very frustrating i feel like, i feel like i have to avoid my own family now cuz they want me to just pretend this isn't who i really am Anyway, thank you for not ratting me out to this guy. And I do not believe I will be contacting him. And I should probably not leave floor 13 because I might be spotted. That's good to know.
5: From what people are saying, I think that he might have pooped his pants. So you could probably smell him coming anyway.
0: <laughs> that That's useful. You're so smart, Liliana. <laughs>
1: If we see him again, if we run into him again, we will let him know that we have given you the card, and it is up to you to get in touch with him, and he may leave you alone until that time.
0: That sounds good. With any luck, I'll learn some psionic tricks that'll help me avoid him and people like him in the future.
5: Yeah. What kind of stuff are you learning psionically?
0: I'm going to be living here for years to come, and I am learning everything they're willing to teach me. I want to learn everything. I want to learn it all. I want to become a master of my psionic powers. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. One day I will be the most powerful psionic that has ever lived.
5: (laughs) Okay. That sounds a little creepy, but still cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just remember that we're your friends. Okay.
0: Right. Oh, you guys are you guys are good friends. I'll destroy you last. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> Kyan's rolling. <laughs> <laughs> it's your <living> among friends,
1: <laughs> doesn't matter. He did not pass. I don't think.
0: <laughs> it's a twelve, so it's right on. It's a tie. Oh well, you went on a tie, so. Were you trying to use your mind reading on her? Or? Yeah, just trying to read the thoughts and see
1: if that's actually what she was thinking. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: As you reach out and touch your mind, you hear, that that wasn't a good joke. I think I scared her. <laughs> Big breath of relief.
1: <laughs>
0: because, you know, we've had bad
1: reactions with some people. I mean, she's not Lorndon, so that's one thing for her. But
0: <laughs> And she responds, for just a moment, Were you were you in my head?
1: Uh yeah, I figure it was a good opportunity to practice.
0: That's uh oh, that's an interesting feeling. I could sense you, and I got a little tinge of some kind of racism against Lorndon's. <laughs> <laughs> he is concerned about that, <laughs> but he's he just kind of sheepishly looks away. <laughs> <laughs> about that time the spirit floats into the room and says Very good class, everyone. Take your pillows. We're gonna begin today with a 30-minute meditation to clear our minds, and then we'll begin learning, and then we'll begin practicing those same techniques we uh, we went over yesterday. And you guys begin your lesson. So let's go ahead and pan the camera over. I think we're gonna find Hank and Rico. In uh, a gun store, is that right? Yep. All right. So you guys have walked into a uh, store that you found on the promenade of the station. It has a lot of security cameras all over the place, and there were two very big security folks as you entered who are wearing black sunglasses. <laughs> and uh, as you enter the store, there's a b- whole bunch of guns all over the place. When you reach out to touch one, It's a hologram, and you very quickly realize that what's going on here is the store has on display holographic representations of all the models of guns that uh, it has, but the real guns are probably kept in the back, and you'd have to ask to actually see the real merchandise. But you have all the statistics and prices and everything you'd want to see here on the holograms.
4: Okay.
2: Hank, you'll have to help me out. I don't really know what it is that I need.
4: We will walk up to the counter, specifically the beam pistols for her, and try to get the attention of someone behind the counter.
0: A humanoid alien with orange skin and scales, who should have two eyes, but he's wearing an eye patch over one of them, walks over to you and says, Yes, how can I help you? Uh,
4: Yes, my friend Rico here is looking to purchase their first beam pistol. Oh, that's exciting. Do you want a small
0: concealed weapon? Or do you want something that packs a little more punch?
2: Uh, I don't think it would need to be... Well, I don't know. Do you think it would need to be concealed, Hank?
4: Most of the places we go, it's pretty well open carry. So, I mean, if you wanted something a little... Like he says, with a little little more bang for the punch, I mean...
2: Yes, I don't, I don't think it needs to be a concealed weapon.
4: Excellent. And what price
0: range are you looking at?
4: Do we have any idea what beam weapons retail for? The captain did earmark 20 grand for this adventure, so I'm going to say you got whatever the cost of the training is out of that 20 grand left.
0: I mean, do we have any sense of what beam weapons usually cost? I don't... Handheld beam weapons usually run around three or four grand. Okay.
2: I mean, we've probably got
0: three, four thousand. Very good. Here, let me show you what I have in stock. And he taps some buttons on a display, and in front of you, a hologram appears of a pretty large. Imagine the blaster Han Solo was running around with in the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope. It looks similar to that. And he tells you, this is your basic laser pistol. It does a range of 250 yards. It does 3D damage. It's a weird metric, but that's how they calculate damage for these weapons. You
2: just gave me a distance in yards. Everything about this thing is a weird metric.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what the instruction book says. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, 3D damage. It is a comfortable grip for bipedals like yourself. 2,800 lopsies.
2: And uh, what's your next model up from that?
0: We have this. He pushes a few more buttons. And on the holographic projection in front of you appears a laser gun that's actually... A little bit smaller. It looks a little sleeker too, rounded curves and edges. No, you know, sharp corners or anything. And he says, "This is a blaster pistol, 3d5 damage, and a 300 yard range."
2: And how much is that one?
0: Three thousand five hundred lopsies.
2: Hmm. I quite like the look of that. Can I Is it possible for me to, to hold it? I want to make sure it's not going to get caught in my claws or anything.
0: Yes, yes. He turns and claps his hands and says, Bucko, <laughs> bucko, bring me a, a BP-74. And after a moment of awkward silence, a small creature about a half meter tall, bipedal as well, covered in fur, hanging on the ceiling, crawls across the ceiling, out from behind the back, carrying a gun, this laser pistol, and drops it. And the guy behind the counter catches it and says, thanks, bucko, and hands you the weapon.
2: Rico's looking at the little creature on the ceiling, and her, her attention is not on what's going on in terms of somebody trying to hand her a weapon. She's, she's curious about the, the creature on the ceiling and is trying to sort of work out what type of creature it is and whether she's seen one before. You see her absentmindedly start, like, pulling her pad out,
0: unless you stop her. The creature is staring back at you, and the guy behind the counter, after a moment of this and seeing you reach really up, says, I thought she wanted to try the weapon?
2: Oh! Oh, sorry, I was just, um... I'm I'm a scientist. I'm a, um, I'm very interested in uh, in biological sciences. I was just um, very interested in the creatures. Sorry, I'll uh, oh I've got my pad out. Uh, hang on a minute. Um, so <laughs> yeah,
0: she tidies herself up and has a look at the blaster pistol. Now this is of course not charged.
2: Oh no, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to hand me a charged weapon. <laughs> that seems like a bad idea. Of course. Yeah, so she just sort of uh, has a, like, holds it and, um, you know, fake aims it and uh, has a sort of go with the heft to make sure that her claws don't get caught in any
0: bits or anything. Sure. Now, are your claws retractable? Yeah,
2: they're like cat's claws.
0: Okay. I would say that when they're out, they do get stuck on the little safety thing that goes around the trigger. But uh, if you retract them, then they're fine. Okay. This gun is obviously higher quality than what they've been letting you use at the gun range.
4: But it feels really good in your paws.
2: In my paws, yeah. Uh, Hank, what do you think about this one?
4: What's your advice? That is a high quality weapon. I think that it would do you well.
2: Uh, Yes, I think I like it. I think I'll take this one.
4: Very good.
0: Now, are you two together? Oh, no, 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 no. All right. And he takes out a uh, credit scanner and says, 3,500 lopsies, please? She produces the chip and,
2: yeah, signs that over. No worries.
0: All right. Bippity-boppity-boop. And then he says, one moment. And he takes the weapon from you. And he points the little scanner that he just collected your payment from at the weapon. And you see some lights flash on the weapon. And he holds it out to you and says, If you would put your thumb right here, it will scan your thumbprint and it will lock to only allow you to use it. Oh, amazing. That's a very useful feature. She she obeys. All right. You uh, put your thumb on it. It lights up for a moment and then a little light turns green, indicating that the weapon is, for lack of a better word, the safety is off, so to speak. Although, you see the little battery light is blinking. (laughs)
2: Uh, Fair enough. Presumably this just has a standard charging cable?
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. Any (laughs) USB-G cable can charge it.
2: Does it do induction charging?
0: No, I am afraid not.
2: Ah, that's a shame.
0: You do have to plug it in. I would recommend plugging it in overnight tonight.
2: Uh, Yes, I will absolutely do that. Thank you very much for your help. Of course. Do you need anything, Hank?
4: Oh, yes, mine's a little more a little more specific. And what what can I do for the gentleman? I am looking for something along the lines of an adaptable combat rifle, something that would serve the purpose of semi-close combat as well as long range, like with an adaptable scope type situation. How long range are you talking? Do you want a sniper rifle? I want a hybrid assault sniper rifle. I see, I see. With the ability of full auto versus semi-auto. He starts typing into the
0: system, and he pulls up a holographic display of what looks like a... Oh, before that, he asks one more question. Energy weapon? Yes. Ah. Energy. Energy. Very good. Very good. And then he goes down and he pushes some buttons and brings up on the display a similar style to the first gun. The kind of Star Wars, a little bit clunky type of uh, design, but it is a long barrel energy weapon. And he says, this holographic display shows it in sniper mode. And he pushes a button, and you see the barrel telescopes in.
4: Oh, yes.
0: Until it becomes much shorter. Yes. And
4: he says, and this is assault mode. Okay. And is this more of a a base model, or is this kind of top of the line?
0: This is the only weapon I have that serves dual purposes, as you request. Okay. Okay. What sort of damage does it do? In sniper mode, 5D. (sighs) Okay. And in assault mode, one, oh, hold on, let's see, in assault mode, you know what,
4: in assault mode, 5D as well. All right, I will take it. Does it have, let's see, it's it's a beam weapon, so it doesn't have magazine size. Uh, is there like an enhanced uh, battery upgrade for ammunition, for lack of a better term? The battery can be popped out
0: mid-use and replaced with a fully charged battery.
4: Okay, then I would like three spare batteries as well as some type of shoulder rig, tactical sling, something of that matter. Yes,
0: I think we have something in your size and he calls out bucko bring me the LSLR2 and the little creature on the ceiling scurries in the back and three batteries and as you're waiting for bucko to come back he walks over to basically where they have apparel in the store And he shows you a few different shoulder harnesses, like what you've asked for. And he says, feel free to try these on. And he should serve your purpose. And I'll pick the fancy one. The fancy one? Okay. Yeah, it has adjustable straps and everything, so it fits you just fine. Exactly. Yeah. And a moment later, Bucko comes scurrying across the ceiling again, carrying what is for him an enormous (laughs) weapon. He has it in uh, sniper mode right now. And again, he crawls. So he's right above the person who is helping you from behind the counter and he drops it. And that guy catches it and he kind of furrows his brow and then he pushes some buttons and it, it telescopes down to assault mode where it's a little easier to handle and stuff. And he presents it to you. And then he catches the three batteries that fall down and he presents them to you. And says, the batteries, as well as the weapon, are not charged.
4: You should charge them tonight. Of course. And I'm going to need a multi-battery charger, too. Oh, yes. We have a charger hub (laughs) right over here. Nice. Very
0: nice. Walks over to the wall and picks one up and brings it over. All right.
4: And
0: what is my damages? The weapon itself is $30,000, okay. and we'll throw in the harness and the charger for free. This is a pricey purchase. So, 30000 30, And I'll hold my thumb out. All right. He takes a little charging device, he scans your card, and then he says, Unfortunately, your weapon does not come with the thumbprint
4: lock that the other one does. I was just signing over the credits.
0: Sure. Okay, subtract 30 grand from your personal monies, and you're all set. You can add a laser sniper rifle slash assault rifle to your inventory that does 5D burn damage to your inventory.
4: And he'll assemble it to the straps and slap the batteries on the front in their little holster and walk out with his little bag with the charging hub in it. All right. Happy as a kid in a candy store. And Rico should add a
0: blaster pistol that does 3D burn damage to your sheet as well.
2: Yep. I've got it. Okay. That's a very serious weapon you've got there, Hank.
4: Been in some serious situations, and I'm tired of not being ready for them.
2: I think given the way things seem to go around the optimism, I think that's probably
4: wise. What do you say we go to the... Oh, God, we can't. They're not charged. I forgot. I think we should go back to the ship. Yep. We should go put these on charge. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yep. They're going to be at least today and tomorrow, so we can take them to the range tomorrow.
4: Yeah.
1: As someone who's been recently traveling, it's not encouraging to know that charging devices is still a problem 500 years from now. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. Sam Hatter posted a big comment on our Slack channel just before I left for vacation. I'm going to respond after each point just to make sure it all makes sense. Sam said, okay, now that I'm fully caught up and making sure I'm not giving repeat GURPS info, and feel free to ignore these things because that's the great thing about GURPS, but one, while hearing your own message is surreal. (laughs) Yes, it really is, Sam. I've written into a couple of other podcasts that I listen to. It's very surreal to listen to somebody read your own comments. Two, your basic speed. BS, as Todd put it, is how quickly you react and such, where how fast you move is actually your basic move, which is just equal to your basic speed minus all fractions. But you can do more movement if you take a sprint action. Yeah, we don't do a lot of running, (laughs) (laughs) We're a very sedentary crew, so it really didn't come up before that episode, but I think we will now be keeping more of an eye on movement in future conflicts. Number three, it doesn't really seem to be an issue with y'all, but for repeated attempts of skill checks, such as Rory's perception in the most recent episode, I believe there's a rule for a minus one stacking penalty for repeated attempts to stop players from just continuously retrying the same thing taught things like that? But yes, I recently read that that was a thing, so we may start implementing that. Number four, combat is hecking complicated, and don't worry if you don't do everything just right. Go with what feels right. Y'all are doing good. Thank you. One thing I like about both GURPS and Monster of the Week is there are plenty of rules for combat, but that's not the primary goal of the game, where I feel like games like d lend themselves more to a hack-and-slash playstyle. Number five, I don't think this one has actually come up because I don't remember the difficulty of skills, but not all skills default to just a stat minus four. Like accounting would default to IQ minus six, or it could default to mathematics minus four. Granted, looking up a skill every time you don't have it is unwieldy and makes sessions longer. So honestly, the way you all do it is probably better. Yeah, Sam, we just started adopting that because most skills seem to default to something minus four. I think when we know something defaults to a skill, we have minus two or something, then we let Todd know. But yeah, we tend to use the same types of actions over and over again, and they all seem to be defaulting to stat minus four. So we just started going with that. And then finally, he continues on with, again, feel free to ignore this message as a whole, because I at least think the podcast is quite fun and just crunchy enough and I'm quite excited to start on to what is not. Keep being you, y'all. Sam. Thanks so much, Sam. We're still having a blast 36 sessions in, and definitely keep sending those tips in, because whether or not we use them, uh, it definitely helps us and other listeners understand how to play the game, and I cannot wait to hear more impressions once you get further along in what is not. Now, if you want to add your own comments and questions to our intermissions, like Sam did, there are several ways to do it, you can follow us on Twitter at as the Dice Roll RP on Instagram at as the Dice Roll, and you can email us at podcast at as the Dice You can also contact us like Sam did on our Slack channel. You can find that by heading over to geek dot and going to the contact us tab. And of course, this is not the only podcast our crew participates in. If you play the Elder Scrolls online, Raven has just started up a new podcast called The Tenth Divine where she interviews content creators in the ESO space. Make sure to support her in her endeavor. And if you're more of a World of Warcraft fan, she also hosts Girls Gone Wow. Bama is back on Twitch with King of the Heel and can also be found with Todd on their farming simulator podcast, Farming Simulated. Todd and Alinzia can be found on their podcast, Nerdberg Review. You can find Kelly on her geek relationship podcast, Making Habits of the Modern Geek. And I can be found on my podcast, Geektitude. We should be putting out a new episode this Sunday, July 10th, where we talk about Thor, Love, and Thunder. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Friday, July 15th, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on July 22nd with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see what other stuff the crew works on before leaving the station right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down...
0: Captain Rory was probably down at the gym working on boxing and stuff. Was there anything special that you wanted to role play about Rory's day?
3: So we're assuming in all this time that the additions are being made to the ship, right? Mm -hmm. I do want to go and look for a shuttle.
0: A shuttle, okay. Are you going to a used car lot or a new car lot?
3: (laughs) I'm going to a used car lot. Okay. And my specification is I'm looking for a shuttle that is got to be able to seat at least five and one of those people
0: is ten feet tall. Sure. Okay. Good, good, good.
3: So like the minivan of shuttles.
0: <laughs> A space minivan. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you find an appropriate store. This is instead of being on the promenade, this shop is on the outer ring section of the station, so that its far back wall is actually up against outer space. So it has a little bay door section that can open up so ships can fly in and out of it and everything. And there's force fields and everything in place so you don't, you know, lose atmosphere when they do that or whatever. Right. And there are a variety of small craft, small shuttle crafts all around you. There are fighters, there are transport shuttles, there's a little like space tugboat, and a human lady walks up to you and she's dressed very fancily in a silver one piece jumpsuit as is the style in outer space times. (laughs) And she says to you, hello, can I help you?
3: Yes, I am in the market for a shuttle that meets uh, these specifications. And I transmit over on my little smartwatch. Basically, you know, it has to be this big, has to have this many cup holders, you know, that kind of thing. And it um, <laughs> has to have a USB port <laughs> to Oxen.
0: Right, okay.
3: And what's the price difference between a fighter versus just a transport vessel?
0: Well, it is considerable. Once you start adding weaponry and maneuverability, the price does go up considerably. But let's see here. Let's take a look. So you need it to seat at least five. So this is going to be... Uh, small bus five, uh, da, 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 da.
3: y'all, we can't make any new friends. We got <laughs> they're not going to fit. All right.
0: <laughs> She's got her little iPad device out. Uh, doo, 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 doo. and oh boy, I am just scrolling through my book on GURPS spaceships. Let's try to get <laughs> some. I literally bought the GURPS spaceship. Well, I should say PDF. I don't have the physical book like a caveman. Oh, here we go. Okay, so you're going to look at, okay, so for light armor on a small vessel, we've got 15,000 plus, we'll need to put an engine on it. Uh, let's see. No. I'm at
3: the dealership. The The cars don't come with engines. Is the engine well, feature? You did like- <laughs> want a used vehicle. True, but that would entail that an engine at one time would already be in it.
0: Well, uh, she's not saying this. The GM is saying this. Okay. Putting together. Okay. You didn't
5: specify just how used, right?
0: (laughs) That's true. We just have spare parts laying around. We weld them together to meet your specifications. (laughs)
3: So that'll that'll definitely be on brand for the optimism.
0: All right. She brings something up on her pad and then she says, "Um, come with me. And she walks you over to imagine a shoebox, but big enough for five people. It's orange. It's got like lots and lots of little tiny engines all along the back and a door on the left side, windscreen in the front, of course. It is a rusty, dented orange color. And she says, this little number here will run you 30,000 lopsies." It's sublight, short range, plenty tall enough, lots of room for a 10-foot-tall passenger, seats five, plus a pilot.
3: Oh, okay.
0: It'll get you around.
3: You got anything slightly better than this?
0: We do. And she leads you over in another direction to a larger vessel. This one is very sleek. It's all curves, no sharp corners. Silver in color. It looks like it's got some dings and dents in it here and there. It has one very large engine that's right on the top of the ship. And the back end has one of those ramps on a hinge at the bottom that comes down and then you can walk up it. And the ramp is actually open right now so you can see in. This one does have four chairs for seats and then the fifth chair is the pilot station. And this one has also very comfortable headroom. And she says, this one's 45,000. It's obviously in better condition. It's still sub-light, but you'll have a higher maneuvering speed.
3: Are there any weapons on this one?
0: This one does not come with weapons. Now, if you want something that's armed, we're going to be looking at at least 100,000 Lopsies. Okay. Is that something you want to look at? Yeah. So what kind of weapons? Are you looking long-range missiles, short-range beam weapons?
3: Okay. Thinking about it, if we're in the shuttle, it means we're either getting to or from the ship. Ship would be in space. What's the price difference between the two? Is there a negative to using a long-range weapon in close quarters? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, they're not as accurate in close quarters. Also, if you're looking at something like a missile launcher for the long range, then you have to consider ammunition.
3: Right. Whereas if it were short-range, it would be energy. It would be like a beam weapon.
0: Yeah, you have a beam weapon. Of course, you can still run out of power, but that's not nearly as big a concern as finding missiles.
3: Let's do the beam weapon option.
0: All right. So she walks you over to the other side of the store as the GM scrolls through the PDF looking for the beam weapons. Okay, beam weapon table. Okay, so she brings you over to a ship that looks a little bit like a... It looks kind of like a bird. It's got a bulbous body section, and then the pilot seat is actually up And forward, so it kind of looks like the head of a bird. And then it's got short little wings sticking out either side. And on each of those wings, you see a kind of laser gun, a, a forward shooting laser gun. And there's a ramp again in the back that folds down for entrance. Two engines underneath the wings. So the little laser guns are sticking out of the wings, and there's two engines underneath the wings. And she says, so this one here seats... Five people, plus there's room for two more in the pilot station in the upper section there. It's got enough headroom for a 10-foot tall person to sit comfortably. They may be a little hunched over when they're standing up, but it'll be comfortable enough while they're sitting down. This has two 10 kilojoule energy weapons, fixed forward-facing, that'll do 1d minus 1 damage apiece.
3: Okay, that didn't sound like much damage.
0: Well, we can...
3: I mean, it sounds like my blaster pistol wouldn't do more. Am I not hearing that correctly?
0: Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Let's go with one. (laughs) We're retconning this. Okay. Each of those two fixed forward-facing lasers are one megajoule and do 4D damage.
3: Okay, how much is this one? (sighs)
0: 175,000.
3: Could you do 150?
0: Ooh... Make a some kind of persuasion check
3: like a persuade,
0: yes, exactly <laughs> like a persuade. <laughs> Hold on,
3: I gotta, this is when you don't roll real dice, you got to use the computer. Success by six.
0: Okay, success by six.
3: I rolled an eight and I've got a 14.
0: She comes back with how about 160?
3: How about 155? and it comes fully charged, and I want all the floor mats, like the good ones, like the weather-resistant kind.
0: <laughs> and she does chuckle at that and says, that's a deal. We'll charge it and have it ready for you in the morning, complete with fancy floor mats.
3: And when it's ready, you can deliver it to this hangar bay. Not might come in to pick it. I didn't even deliver it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right.
3: I just spent a hundred and whatever 155,000 Lopsies with them.
0: All right. And then she takes you into the back office where it takes an hour and 15 minutes to draw up all the paperwork. Yes. And scan your uh, credit chip and everything.
3: i talk her out of the clear coat. Don't need it. And (laughs) yeah.
0: All right. Go ahead and subtract 155,000 Lopsies and they will deliver your shuttle in the morning. All right. So... I will probably just go ahead and create a sheet for that shuttle's statistics for you. Ships have a bunch.
3: Well, good. That's exciting. If we can manage to get off the station, we're going to be greatly advanced from when we landed here first. Seems like several months ago.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It has been a while. I'm headed to pick up the mailbox now.
0: (laughs) All right. Anything else going on this day?
3: Not for me. I'm good.
0: No? Charge us up. Yeah, charging your guns overnight and your battery packs and everything. Your USB hub works perfectly, so they're all charging at once. And we can go ahead and fast forward. The next morning, your new guns are all charged up and everything. And Kyan and Liliana you go down to your psionic training. And it's a pretty uneventful day at the training. You feel like you are finally locking in on these new skills they've been teaching you. And Felicity's there. And At the end of class, the spirit comes up to you and says, Kiyun, Liliana, you are welcome back here anytime.
1: Well, thank you. Um, We definitely will make a stop by when we're back in the area.
0: Now, Liliana, with your ability to telesend, feel free to keep in touch with me anytime.
5: Okay, cool. Hey, do you mind if I just go talk to my maybe sister?
0: Yes, I think she'd quite like that.
5: So yeah, Liliana's gonna head over there to that room and I am looking for my notes that say what my sister's name is and I can't find them. <laughs> scenario She's gonna go see scenario
0: All right. So as you enter her room, she's laying in the bed again and she's reading a book and she looks up and she says, sister, you've come to visit.
5: Yeah. So I was just wondering, do you, do you like ever talk to mom and dad?
0: No, no, not not since I was taken away. Why not? Well, it wasn't allowed when I was in the facility, and since I escaped and came here, I just don't know how to tell them that I'm a fugitive and on the run.
5: So, like, I just learned this really cool telesend ability where, like, I can talk to people in their brains. Do you know how to do that? <laughs>
0: Uh, no, sadly, that's not something I've been able to master.
5: Oh. Well, mom and dad have phones, too. Yeah. You should just give them a call sometime. And, you know, if you hear my voice just, like, randomly in your head sometime, you know, you can talk back to me, because, like, that's cool. Oh, okay. And then we can, like, have this, like, secret sister talk thing if you're my sister. Okay?
0: I would love that. When's the last time you spoke to mom and dad?
5: Yeah, it's been a while. I probably need to call him, too. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to talk to them in their head. And I want to use Telesend to try to talk to my mom. (laughs) Okay.
0: This is the first time that we are using Telesend.
5: It's on page 91. (laughs) So it takes one second of concentration, an IQ roll. Do you know how many yards away they are? Probably more than 1,000. Yeah,
0: they are on another planet very Okay, far so away. then
5: this is going to be a minus 8 modifier. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make this roll.
0: All right, give it a
5: try. Okay, well, that was actually a really good roll. Let me look here. If I didn't have the minus 8, I would have made it. But no, I totally failed. Uh, failed by 4
0: all right, so you reach out with your mind.
5: I'm like scrunching up my face again.
0: <laughs> You're searching for your parents, and you come back empty. You, you
5: can't find them. Uh, maybe I should have paid more attention to class. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to call mom sometime, and you, you really should, too, and, you know, stuff. So anyway, uh, yeah, bye. And then she just, like, awkwardly. Backs out of the room waving. <laughs> Wait, sister,
0: never mind the mental powers. Where can I Where can I reach you? I'm assuming
5: I have a space telephone too, right? Sure, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I just like give her my space number. Your space phone telephone number? I think I live on the Cautious Optimism now, a ship. But nobody, I don't think ever actually said that. But I've been sleeping there lately, so I- th- I think I'm part of that ship.
0: Okay. Okay, well, I will call you, and you know where I am. Feel free to visit anytime.
5: Okay, thanks. Bye.
0: Bye. What was Kyan doing during this? I think he probably
1: was waiting outside for her. I think he was going to let her have her moment with her sister. All right.
5: He and the spirit were just, like, standing there awkwardly, staring at each other in silence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Probably down in the lobby of wherever the building is. Uh, Liliana comes down the stairs and meets up with you guys. How'd it go?
5: It went good. It went good. Like, like, so I told her that she should call her mom. And I gave her my phone number. And then I tried to use TeleSend on my mom. But, like, that's really hard. Yeah,
1: it's a little bit of a distance. Uh, you, you'll get better.
5: I'm going to practice on the ferret when we get back to the ship.
1: Oh, dear God, the ferret's going to explode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he thought that. He didn't say that. All right. So you guys get back to the ship. You're all trained up and good to go. At the gun range, you guys get to try out your new weapons. And with all your practice and everything, they work very well. You know, they're quality weapons. And I think that Brico would notice that this one just feels and operates a lot better than the one she was renting from the gun range before. The shuttle is delivered first thing in the morning. And fits perfectly into your newly outfitted shuttle bay.
2: I like to think that the captain didn't say anything about the shuttle over dinner last night. So (laughs) we've like gone off to the gun range and had a nice day shooting guns. And then we get back to the ship and Hank's like, right, I'm just off to engineering just to, you know, check that everything's all right. And as he like walks past the cargo bay, he's like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs)
3: I bought a car without discussing it with the rest of the family.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I feel like that's the sort of family we have.
5: <laughs> so actually, Liliana is going to do something before we go back to the ship, though. Okay. So, Kyan, like, you go right on ahead. I'm just going to be a minute. Oh, okay. Liliana's going to go look for, like, a greenhouse plant store or something like that. If there is one,
0: okay, uh, yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a inside uh, gardening store that it sells artificial lights, UV lights, grow lights, and uh, a variety of plants and pots and hydroponic systems and what have you.
5: Okay, so she's going to go in there and use some of the money that Captain Rory gave her. What I'm wanting to do is try to buy like because right now the hydroponics is basically just. All junk for like the engines right i mean i don't know if junk is the right word but uh, <laughs> but yeah
0: it's stuff that the algae and bacteria in the engines enjoy maybe not so much that the people enjoy
4: no i well, thought we were cultivating for food too yeah yeah we're
3: eating some of that stuff yeah we were remember the cherry tomatoes i was just yeah. gonna
0: say we have cherry tomatoes yes there are cherry tomatoes
3: okay some of us listen to our show. Oh, <laughs>
0: boy. oh, boy!
2: Hey, I listen. It's taken us like six months to remember we've got a fucking hydroponics space. They're so like, come on.
5: <laughs> I listen. I just don't didn't remember what was in it. Yeah, but yeah. So she's just gonna buy a bunch of different seeds and stuff of different, you know good vegetables and plants and stuff that we don't already have in there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Some variety. There's a broad assortment of edibles that you can grow.
5: Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how much- I mean, that
0: wouldn't be terribly expensive compared to everything else. Let's say-
5: um... Compared to a ship? (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Let's say a hundred lopsies.
5: Okay. I'll subtract that.
0: We'll say you got a bunch of stuff.
5: Okay, so then I bring that back to the ship, and I'm going to try to be like all sneaky, bringing it in. Which for Liliana is not very good. But (laughs) I like to think that everyone is just sort of like, is
2: she acting a bit weird?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Who can tell? Yeah, uh, compared (laughs) what? And whose pants are these coming out of the engineering bay? What is this? (laughs)
0: Next time on Cautious Optimism, you accelerate off towards
1: Galaganar. He's just kind of taking a moment to just pace back and forth and recompose himself before he puts a fist through the computer screen.
3: We've got a situation up here. We've got a ship that sent out a distress call, and it appears to be leaking heavy amounts of radiation.
0: Our power core is ruptured. Most of the crew is down from radiation sickness. We're not going to last long.
1: You've been listening to As The Dice Roll. The As The Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libson.com. And the As The Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at msedwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek 2 If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs' social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.